For the past 18 months, I have presented over 30 people who in midlife all reinvented themselves on a path to greater happiness and fulfillment in their work. They believed in themselves and rolled the dice on a future endeavor that held no guarantees. Along the way, several women asked me if I had done my podcast with Leslie Sturgeon. Well, I had not until today. Leslie is not only a self-proclaimed serial entrepreneur, but has founded Women Inspiring Women, the largest women's group in New Hampshire. Leslie's Women Inspiring Women is all about empowerment, motivation, and personal development, as well as facilitating opportunities for women to share their dreams and learn from each other. So to sort of set the table, a bit of background about you, Leslie, what types of business ventures have you started prior to Women Inspiring Women? Take, take us back. I started my first business when I was 22 years old back in 1989, doing office support services, executive suite rentals, and association management, sort of like the virtual assistants that, that exist today in the space sharing. And then um, that led me to starting Women Inspiring Women in 2007. So was this really your first true entrepreneurial business, or have the other ones in some form been your own businesses as well? Well, they were my own businesses. I went and got the loan, I established the business, rented the space, all of that. So they were my businesses that um, I still continue to do the association management a little bit today, but um, primarily Women Inspiring Women is my focus. But yes, run businesses, head staff, all of that fun stuff. Got it. So there are all kinds of women's organizations and networking groups. What clicked with Women Inspiring Women that took the organization to being the largest women's group in the state? I think that the women that were starting to come to the events and the programs were just really looking to just be around other women that were progressive, that were interested in um, furthering their education and supporting each other. And then it just sort of clicked. Um, I think that there just was a need and like people attract like. So if, if you're progressive and you're interested in uh, furthering your education, then you tell other people that are similar about it. And then it just all seems to really mesh. So did Women Inspiring Women grow a little faster or, or bigger than perhaps you would have envisioned when you started it? Actually, when I started it, I just envisioned that it would be a once-a-month organization or an event in the Lakes region, which is where I had lived forever and started the businesses. I never expected that it would grow so rapidly uh, within the first couple of years, and then I added in some big big events, and then it now hosts events all over the state from the Lakes region south. I never pictured that it would be this, but one door opens and another one opens and another one opens, and you go through and you see, oh, that feels pretty good. Let's go down this path. So never pictured this, but I'm very, very grateful. It's hard for me to believe, but you claim to have been very shy at one time, forcing yourself to get out there, shake hands, attend parties alone if necessary. In other words, leaving your comfort zone behind. So how important is it for women to step into an unfamiliar zone in order to grow and be open to new ideas? I talk about this a lot with my organization. It's sort of like make your mess your message that my pal Robin Roberts says. And I was very shy, and I knew that in order to grow my first business that I needed to get out, out there and meet people and talk about the business, and it was really, really difficult for me. But I just knew I had to do it, so I forced myself, and I am always mentioning that to the women in my group that might be a little shy or um, young even, or some of that are a little older that are just um, tend to be nervous, is that 
it will it's life-changing and you have to do it you have to get out there and talk to people and it, you just start small you start talking to people in the grocery store if that's what it takes and that's kind of what I did um, but it means everything you have to get out of your comfort zone and you have to overcome the shyness it's more than just shyness right it's being open to new ideas doing things differently looking at things from 180 degrees perhaps Exactly. That's exactly what it is. But it's also a little bit more, it's a little deeper than that. It's realizing that it's something that's really bothering you or affecting your life and just making a commitment to overcome it and whatever that takes. And sometimes being creative about how you do it too. I want to take you back to that certain Christmas Eve birthday where you were feeling restless but couldn't identify the reason until you picked up a certain book that turned out to be, well, a game changer for you. It was, and the book that you're talking about is The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And I had always been into personal and professional development, obviously, because that's how I got to where I am today. But I had uh, had this book in my library, and I just had put it aside because it's a rather large book. But I was feeling restless at that time of year, and I just said, I just need something. And I just said, I'm just going to pick up his book and start reading it, and it changed my life. Every single chapter was a different uh, principle on how to be a better person, how to create goals, that type of thing, and it changed my life. It must have really resonated with you because you you mentioned that uh, often you would pick up a book, read it maybe for a few times or a few days, and then finish it a year later. But this one, you plowed right through it. (laughs) You've really done your research. But yes, I did. I plowed, and it's a very big book, but I just couldn't put it down. It was just the right book, the right time, and it really set the stage for where I am today. I want to talk about Jack Canfield. For those that may not know, he is one of the co-founders of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book franchise. So tell me about the firestorm that you ignited with some women who objected to you bringing Jack Canfield, a male speaker, to keynote your New Hampshire conference for women last fall. It never really occurred to me that this would be an issue for people because I just thought we'd sort of moved past those issues that I'm just surrounded by women, fortunately, in my organization that are just committed to having excellence and having the best and learning from all different types of people, whether they're man, woman, child, anybody. You can learn from everybody if you're open to it. So I never expected that I would get some some heat for that. But um, I just was going with the person who was the best, and he was the best in personal development. And I did get some flack over it. Um, but then I quickly realized that those just aren't my people. <laughs> Those people that are kind of closed-minded to learning from anybody, um, especially those that are at the, at the best at what they're doing, are just not my people. They're just not meant for my organization. And it was amazing to me how many people in my group came to my defense, more or less, or, or just sort of tried to educate the rest of the, the public about the importance of being open-minded to learning from everybody. It was pretty amazing. And I would venture a guess that that perhaps was one of the more empowering moments in your recent past because you've got confidence now to go with your instincts. Absolutely and I just it sort of confirmed what I how I've been living my life that just a commitment to excellence and he is excellent and and everyone else was open-minded to that and it just um, it just the whole thing with having Jack Canfield at our New Hampshire conference for women and spending time with him and seeing how people were reacting to him and reading the book and how they were responding to naysayers was really really profound and what really multiplies you know the the chance you kind of double down because uh, you know he doesn't come cheaply uh, when he's speaking at conferences so 
not only were you getting some criticism, but you were spending a lot of money for that. I was, and for a moment when I was getting that feedback from people, I thought, oh gosh, am I going to be able to pay this bill? Have I, what have I done here? Is this, was this a huge mistake? And usually I'm very, very um, thoughtful in my decisions. I spend a lot of time looking at all the different angles, and I thought, wow, maybe this um, calculated risk is going to backfire on me, and I'm going to lose my shirt <laughs> financially. But it really worked out um, like I had hoped that it would, and it set the stage for something bigger and better this year. All right, so I mentioned in the introduction, Leslie, that Women Inspiring Women creates opportunities for women to meet at your events. Many women have mentioned to me your speed schmoozing. What is everybody tell? Why why is everybody talking to me about speed schmoozing? Well, it's a lot like speed dating, obviously, but I've sort of put my own flair into it, um, which I try to do with all the events, just to make them different experiences for people. But it's just a really fast profound way to, an effective way of just networking and it's very much like the speed dating where you have five minutes of conversation two and a half minutes per person and then you move on to the next person so it's a great way to just get some quick introductions it's a great way to sort of hone your message if if you're sort of new to networking and don't quite have your messaging down um, it's a great way to um, overcome the shyness if, the, if you are really shy about networking and it's just um it's just exciting. It's just so much nicer than walking into like a big room of people and feeling overwhelmed. It's fast paced and you go home and you're hoarse and your head is spinning and you're just smiling from ear to ear because you just, it's, it's really, really fun. In, in my business, it's called practicing your elevator speech. You've got 30 seconds, although yours is a little bit longer and you're riding to the 30th floor and you better get everything you want to say out in those 30 seconds. It actually, I am anti 30 second elevator speak. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, how can you be that? So I, I do talk about making your message very succinct mm -hmm. um, and honing your message and that type of thing, because I think you need to be able to very succinctly talk about your business and your, yourself or whatever it is. But there's nothing worse than in, in seeing someone and having them just spiel out, this, spiel out this thing that they've practiced over and over again. And they lose me after about the first 10 seconds. I'm just, that doesn't work for me. I'm about the relationship building. So Speed smoothing seems sort of anti that, but it's just the opposite. Um, you know, I talk to people about the importance of not paying too much attention to the time and just relaxing and just having a conversation because that's much more important. So while I agree that you, you need to know your message, just don't spew it out in a sort of canned kind of way. Got it. Talk about women taking ownership for the good and bad things in their lives and how one can break old behavior habits to find greater happiness and success. You wanted me to speak to that and how women do that? Yeah, because I, I think that women sometimes fall victim to that more than men do for whatever reason, and they somehow need to, to break that cycle. And, you know, who helps them do that? You know, how do they break out of it? Mm -hmm. They just do. You just make a commitment to um, making a change and... Um, you know, you just change your mindset, change your habits, start working on them every single day, and just just do it. Is that anything that is addressed with women inspiring women? We address all aspects of a woman's life, whether it's career, business, um, mindset, time management, um, self-care, all of that. Finally, you have the floor, Leslie. This podcast is dedicated to life's reinventions and midlife second acts. Share what you've learned well, 
briefly <laughs> in our uh, in our speech schmoozing mode here for those thinking that it may be their time to shake things up I think if you're feeling restless or you're feeling like you're ready to take your life or your career, your business or whatever to the next level, then you just need to do it. If you're feeling called to do that, and maybe it won't happen overnight, but you can at least start now planning for that. <clears throat> you can, if you think that you want to start a business doing whatever it is, but you need some um, training, then go and get the training while you're working for somebody else and start laying the groundwork for that. But it's never too late to do what you feel like doing. And even if you're young and you're raising a family, you could still be out there learning, um, taking some classes, meeting the right people, um, all of that. So there's always a good time to start something new and follow your dream. Believe in yourself. Absolutely. Leslie Sturgeon, founder of Women Inspiring Women. Thank you for your inspiring help for those thinking that they want to do it too. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me.